Hello everyone and welcome to Shark Select, the gaming podcast equivalent of combining Disney and the plague. I'm your magical host Winstolf, and I am joined by Ryan, the most handsome man to ever wield a keyblade, and Stu, the strange love child of Goofy and Sephiroth. This week we'll be looking into the Kingdom Hearts series, which we all know nothing about, so this should be a wild ride. We also have all new Ryan Surprise when we pay a visit to Cockwarts, the Wizarding Universe's hottest academy where all the bad things somehow happen. Welcome to Shark Select. Let's get this blow on the chode. Hello everyone, and welcome to Shark Select. I am, I think you'll find, Winstolf, and I am joined, as I said, by Ryan. Hello. Hello. And also, Stu. Hiya. For this, Season 6, Episode 1 of Shark Select. We're back, baby. How, how, how have you boys been in, whilst we've been getting settled at Cockwarts, then? Alright, innit? It's nice to have my own room. Yeah, it's lovely. Smelly fuckers in the way. Yeah, I'm not starting to catch Stu wanking and wiping it on the bed sheets all the time anyway. Mm. I walked past Stu's room the other day, the smell that came out of it was something else. I was wrong with it. Even Gagrid didn't like it. I heard him say, I'm not going in there, and off he went. But anyway. Wes, welcome back to Shark Select, as we were saying. So before we get going this week, guys, there's, um, obviously we've, there's been, we've, it's been locked down again, hasn't it? We've not had much to do. Been watching a lot of telly. There's a couple of things I just want to bring up. There's a fucking Weetabix advert. For people who don't live in the UK, Weetabix is a fucking weird cereal thing, biscuit made of wheat. Yeah? A cereal you, block. Yeah, have you seen this new fucking advert with a chummy cunt on it going... <laughs> Is this the new normal Abix? Let's get the New Year's resolution Abix. Like, oh my fucking god, you! You're not my mate. Don't fucking talk about that. Stop putting Abix on the end of everything, or I'm going to come around your house and fist Abix you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, it's annoying. <laughs> oh, is this the new normal Abix? Yeah, shut the fuck up. And there's one more thing that's annoying me. I'm sorry, this wasn't even on the list. It's just come to me now. Celebrity versions of game shows. You ever tried watching that shit? The only one I've really watched was uh, 9 out of 10 Castles Countdown. Yeah, but that's different because that's a panel comedy panel show. They're sort of aware of the lameness. But this was Celebrity Catchphrase. And I swear to God, to become a celebrity, you have to delete about 75% of your brain. Because they are fucking stupid. They're not Martin... celebrities, are they? There's like someone that, used to, that was on something at some point for like 10 yeah. minutes. They had Martin Kemp, who, fair enough, Spandau Ballet, EastEnders. He's got a bit more track record than a lot of them. But he was fucking brain dead. Honestly, he's been on, he's my, been on loads recently as well, wiping his dick on everything on telly. It's all he's got, mate. He's, he's, clearly, his career's just fucking fallen into a pit. So he goes on Celebrity Catchphrase and goes, Oh, I don't know that, and it's the most obvious thing in the fucking world. A three-year-old could get it, but Mr. 80s pop star cunt can't get it, can he? <laughs> Oh, it's infuriating. You're screaming at the screen like it's clearly fingering Mr. Chips up the ass or something. 
In fact, there was one on, there was one on it which was proper weird. Like it showed the top half of Mr. Chips looking really pleased with himself, and there was a woman whose hand was under the script, like under the frame, so you could see what she was doing. And she was like, like I had this smug look on her face. Is she giving Mr. Chips a hand job? But no, she was t- <laughs> she was tickling a French fancy that he was holding at about crotch height. Clearly you tickling that his Mr. fancy. Mr. Chips' dick looks like him. Just, just yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, with a face. With a face. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Stephen Mulhern, that fucking genetically designed I game show host, there, fucking mugging his way through it. He's a fucking chummy cunt too, I isn't fucking he? Fucking hate him. Yeah. Oh, it's me, Stephen Mulhern. I was designed by a fucking committee to become the ultimate game show host. Ultimate fucking what? No, he is. He's a fucking cunt. If he, if, if I ever see him in real life, I'm gonna fucking unscrew his head and see what's inside him because I'm sure he's a robot. Anyway. Yeah, just a big springles pop out of his neck hole, wouldn't it? Yeah, like (laughs) 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 fucking Draco fuckboy. We'll go how on him. Drake bro fuckboy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's thinks he's someone, don't he? I'm going to tell my daddy. Well, what a prick! It's not even his dad, though, is it? It's just some man. Yeah, he says daddy, but I don't think he means in the the biological sense, does he? Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a bit of a bit of a domination thing going on here yeah sexual daddy <clears throat> yeah i'm glad this is in the uh, later years of cockwater so that'd be really really weird as it happens it's just quite weird just so we get out of the way now all right <laughs> so yeah we're not dances it's not nonswarts it's cockwarts <laughs> so anyway that's just reminded me of um the classic we're not nonces uh let's read the responses <laughs> Mine from the other side when we interviewed Pixie Podcast and came across as really lecherous. (laughs) Poor guy came back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's go on the opposite track now and stop talking about this kind of filth and talk about something which is instead very, very nice. I speak, of course, of Cephalopod, a new podcast app in which you can support the podcast you know and love without having to subscribe to things and put up with loads of ads, which is surely the way forward. Would you not agree? Have you had a go on it, then? I have indeed had a go on it. It's very nice. It's got a very slick, shiny interface. Not everything's yeah. up live yet. They're still in development, but it's got a super, super slick interface. Me and Ryan have put ourselves as uh, creators for Shout Select. Yeah, I'm getting the uh, Dingies one soon, the iOS version. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're on iPhone, aren't you? Get your pretty face on there as well. So that so yeah, say so you can find out who creates what what podcast. You can support them. You can get it all listened to in one convenient place. It's all very good. Give it a try, losers. Don't you're not really losers. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> anyway, so today let's get to the point. Let's get to the real meat, the juicy meat of it, shall we? Today we'll discuss a game which uh, none of us have really played until we started looking into it, and one which at least two of us are actively scared of going into it, and this is Kingdom Hearts, as released by Squares. Hmm? Kingdom Farts. Kingdom Sharts. Kingdom Sharts Select. Ah. Yeah, which was released for the PlayStation 2 by Square. Was it Square? I think it was Square Soft back then, wasn't it? As I recall. Uh, so yeah, we've we've had a well. Stu's played it. I've, I've read into it. Them, yeah. Ryan's read into it. Uh, yeah, we've got 
plenty to discuss, haven't we, boys? Yes, uh, definitely. Um, interesting, anyway. Yeah. So how should we start? Do you want to start by explaining the plot? Yeah. Because as you know, we're only in it for the plot. Here at Shout Select. Much, much like a, a much like a brony in denial, we're in it for the plot. So let me tell you what happens. Wow, there's a lot of games, by the way. This is there's a lot of games in this series. Here we go. This is the one I'm after. Does it involve so, Mickey trying to get rules off Sora? Yeah, what it is, Sora. Well, Sora's only a kid, isn't he? But Mickey's like, hey lad, just nicking, nipping in my coals down the road. Do you want me to get you some facts? That's that's cigarettes in um, Northern British parlance, everybody. Uh, do you want to get you some facts? And Sora's like, oh, I don't know, mister, I'm just a boy. And he's like, fuck off, lad. This will put hairs on your fucking chest. And then he, like you say, he takes off his gloves and gets his dirty yellow nicotine fingers out with the big long fingernails. Yeah, horrible brown and fingernails. Just... Yeah, and he, he, um, starts he getting, touches he your cheeks his, get... and calls you a good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a good, yeah, a good boy. Don't, don't fucking tell Donald about this. He's a fucking scrounging cunt. And then he gets the amber leaf out of his back pocket. He fucking stinks of alcohol as well. Yeah, he stinks of... No, no that's, that's Goofy. Goofy just stinks of booze all the time. Stinks of cider. Yeah, white lightning. <laughs> he's got... He's, he's got a bag of Barnstormer in his pockets at all the time. Whilst Mickey's there rolling a cig, going, oh, fucking hell, I need this, lad. I fucking need this. Fucking Knights of Pirates of the Caribbean. Lord, a fucking shite that was. That Jack Sparrow. Half a bit of this, Sora. This is the fucking good stuff. Don't need no potions when you're on this shit, lad. Ooh. He's a fucking dirty mouse, isn't he? Horrible mouse. This is what Disney's done to him, though. Like Back in the 30s, he's like, hey there, Pluto, when he was all really happy and full of life. He hung out with his mates. And then over time, well, yeah. look what happened to him. He's just got dead eyes. Yeah. Droopy nose yeah, now. the Disney Cup. The Disney Corporation hadn't fucking flogged that dead horse for decades. It might be all right. Yeah, Sonic's not in much better shape, is he? But Mickey's just a. I mean, I think with Sonic at least, his sex life has exploded. Like, he's going opposite direction, aren't he? Yeah, all shads, yeah. Him and shads. Yeah, and that that green one that he, that he he nailed in the shower. And, oh, scourge, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's the one. But when I think of Scourge, I just think of Carl uh, Urban in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Doesn't try. <laughs> so yeah, Mickey Mouse is fucking grim, isn't he? But he does feature heavily in the world of Kingdom Hearts. Do you want to give you a bit of a plot summary for Kingdom Hearts, see where Mickey falls into all this? Oh, no. Does it involve Donald Duck having his kids taken away at any point? I hope so, because it needs addressing. He it doesn't does. wear pants, and they're clearly his estranged sons. Not nephews. <laughs> yeah, it fucking needs addressing, doesn't it, really? Right, let's have a look. So, ten years have passed since the battle at the Keyblade Graveyard with Master Xehanort, I believe it's pronounced. On the sleepy little world of the Destiny Islands, a trio of friends, Sora, Riku and Kairi, dream of leaving their world and going on adventures. They get their wish in the most unfortunate way. There's a man in a brown robe, Ooh. a flasher, <clears throat> tells Sora that their world has been connected and is attacked by creatures known as Heartless. Okay, so far so Square Enix. 
Kairi mysteriously vanishes when she is thrown by a blast of wind into Sora. I just say that you you covered the space of an hour of gameplay in one sentence. Wow. So that's about what it translates to, though. I've stopped playing at this point. (laughs) It's just as far as you got. I never go up to the man with the brown coat. (laughs) The flasher. (laughs) You shanked it on the tutorial, did you? I don't know what it was. It was was just... uh, I just couldn't dream of it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I played it for about an hour or so, and I didn't get up to no man in a flasher mac. A man with a flasher mac never showed up for you, no. No. Right, let's carry on going. I'll tell you what happens. Put you out your. So it's got to be spoilers now, Stu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And needless to say, for anyone listening, if you've not played Kingdom Hearts, there is going to be spoilers. Um, so you might want to skip ahead a bit. Maybe you'll be episode. all right. Yeah, skip ahead the skip ahead the episode uh, to the bit at the end where Ryan says "fuck off," subscribe, and then we make some noises. Anyway, Kairi mysteriously vanishes when she is thrown by a blast of wind into Sora, and Riku invites Sora to come with him, and that they shouldn't fear the darkness, as it is their way to other worlds. Is that the darkness as in Justin Hawkins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he goes, "I believe in a thing called love," and just comes down from the sky and tries to bat again. No, it's the um, it's. The darkness. With oh their yeah, I, I personally thing. would fear the darkness. <laughs> Just impaling Mickey Mouse on a tentacle. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He's got Goofy. I put your teeth to the grindstone. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 something else that, it? Anyway, let's. I'll tell you what happens. Sora resists the siren's call, the darkness, and calls upon a fabled weapon to fight back: a keyblade. It's half key, half blade, all business. I don't know where the blade fits in, though. Do keys have blades? Is it the kind of... Is it a chub lock or a mortise lock? Chub lock. <laughs> it's a real thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but which bit's the blade, though? What are you saying? I don't like, know. Is it like an axe or something, maybe? It it's not a blade, it's anyway. It's, yeah, it's like an axe, isn't it? Or a mace. It would make more sense if it was a Yale key, wouldn't it? Because yeah. you've got a serrated edge on one side. This reminds me of Final Fantasy VIII with the gunblade. Where do the bullets come out? There's, some, there's a lot of questions, really, isn't there, in Square Games? A lot of questions. Anyway, his efforts are for naught, as all the islands are still consumed, and Sora is tossed to a world for those who have lost theirs. Traverse Town, which I imagine is some kind of hub from the way it's described. There, Sora encounters Leon, which I hope is Leon S. Kennedy from Resident Evil. That'd be sick. He must be a new guy. Sora... Yeah. <laughs> Yuffie, Sid and Aerith who are three characters from Final Fantasy 7 actually survivors from another world who tell him about the Keyblade how it can open any lock how it can vanquish the darkness but at the same time the heartless crave it and will continue to hunt Sauron's strong heart as long as he carries it he also meets Donald and Goofy servants and pals of the now king Mickey Mouse oh for fuck's sake who made him a king a fucking tyrant just sat on his throne going, fuck off. Oh, King, can you help us settle a debate? No, fuck off. Bitch, me Tell a fucking Norway. <laughs> Just smoke putting cigs out on Donald Duck's head. <laughs> Come on, Donald. <laughs> take it. Come on, Donald, you can fucking take it, can't you? You want yeah. your kids back, don't you, Donald? Don't you kids, Donald. <laughs> Anyway, King Mickey, they've come to find a Keyblade wielder to help save the world. 
So I guess Mickey's just been field field that he has to save the world for all the off licenses. <laughs> just just a random <laughs> thought. Like, oh yeah. I've just I've just been thinking like, what if it wasn't Disney characters, but instead famous people with the same name? So it'd be like Mickey Rock, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rock, Donald Trump, and who? To be fair, you couldn't have changed the Mickey impression we're doing so far with the same and just say it's Mickey Rock. <laughs> it's actually the same. Oh, I'm Mickey Rock. I'm, I'm Mickey Rock. Get me a roller. I'm Mickey Mouse. Get me a roller. <laughs> where is my, my build? That's my favourite Mickey Rock impression. That's from Iron Man 2. This is not my build. <laughs> Mickey Rock. Yeah, this is rather than the, the Donald Trump, obviously, but you don't know what you do with Goofy. No, Goofy just stays as Goofy. <laughs> I did not say to storm the capital. <laughs> anyway, Sora reunites with Riku, only to find out his old friend is much more cold-hearted and antagonistic towards Sora. <laughs> Mocking him for abandoning his friends to run around with Donald and Goofy with his shiny new keyblade. I think that's a sour grape, personally. Like, oh, someone got a keyblade and gets to hang out with a pants, pantsless duck and a mouse-dog hybrid. Someone's clearly jealous. Anyway, let me tell you more. Meanwhile, Riku has been searching for a way to help Kiri, who, who we, as we recall, disappeared, and was found with the aid of his new ally, Maleficent, the leader of the villains. Of course, who else but Maleficent? With her horns and the big cheekbones. And they find out Kay is trapped in the coma without a heart. I mean, yeah, that would at least put you in a coma if you had no heart, mm. wouldn't it? Anyway, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, let's see how much this corresponds to... Oh, actually, no, it's not too bad. I, I will carry on reading the plot. There's not a lot of it in text form. Like Stu says, in game form, that was probably about 18 hours of game what I've described so far. Yeah. This confrontation comes to a head at the world of Hollow Bastion, former home, former home world of characters like Cloud, Leon, Yuffie, and Sid. So Final Fantasy characters. And their once ruler, Ansem, don't know who Ansem is, who experimented with darkness and eventually unleashed the Heartless on the worlds. So it's his fault then, this Ansem character. <clears throat> Not saying it's handsome. Oh, he's Ansem. His name is Ansem. Hello, Ansem. Uh, anyway, Riku confronts Sora and proves that he has the stronger heart and thus takes the Keyblade away from Sora. All right, what a dick. Give me your Keyblade, lad. So far, this sounds like um, the fighting in the playground and Mickey Mouse is down at yeah. the off license trying to bum cigs off him. Yeah. Donald and Goofy. School gates. Yeah, yeah so kids. Is this just an escapist fantasy for a really grim Northern Housing estate? I think so. Donald and Goofy likewise abandon Sora because they are under orders to follow the Keyblade wielder. Fucking hell. Nice one, Mickey. Just follow the one with fucking Keyblade. Never fucking mind about Sora. He's a cunt. If you can't get me my six and your booze and your hard drugs, Donald, what fucking point to him? I think maybe the Disney characters represent vices. So Mickey's yeah. smoking, Goofy's alcoholism, and Donald's like hard drugs or something. Steads. Yeah, steads. That's why he's always angry. He's a sailor, yeah. isn't he? So, you know, he's been with burly men all his life. That makes sense, yeah. Doesn't explain the That's why he always sounds really. Um, no, that's just because he's weird. <laughs> That's just that's the main reason his kids got taken off him. Right. I think he's been juicing since his kids got taken off him to help yeah. help him cope. He's, I mean, you can't tell because he's a duck, but he's actually fucking hench. Yeah, the feathers hide it. Yeah, the only duck more hench than him is Launchpad. 
Which Launchpad? He was on Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. Oh, right. Just Google him. You'll see. He's, he's a fucking unit, mate. Is he the one with a massive chin? Yeah, he had a big oh, chin, yeah. even though he had a beak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> he's not a pelican. <laughs> Do you remember Launchpad, Ryan? Launchpad? No, not really. I, re- I remember him fondly. He was always good. In bed. What? Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> so, yeah, anyway, let me tell you some more. Anthem released the darkness. Uh, someone nicked the Keyblade. Mickey, Donald and Goofy fucked him off. So, Sora pers- perseveres regardless, finds his way into the castle, where he confronts Riku once more. Riku laughs at Sora's pathetic attempts. All right, fucking hell. And attempts to strike down his former friend. But Goofy blocks it. <laughs> saying that while he would prefer not to disobey King Mickey, he does need cider. Also, he refuses to abandon his friends. Donald Trump then joins them as well, and using the strength of his friends to bolster his heart, Sora wins back the Keyblade. So again, fight on a housing estate over a flick knife. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, a flick knife which he stole off his dad or something. Yeah, he's got a key, <laughs> he's got a key, a key ring with a key on it. Yes. Shed key. He's got the shed key on his yeah, earring. Shed key, yeah. <laughs> so that's called the keyblade. It's got me See, back we... in there. In that shed. So, <laughs> so we're revealing the truth about Kingdom Hearts here, everyone. It's clearly just a metaphor for growing up in the north, in I north, north just, of England. I think it was just a more of a coping mechanism that it became like a Disney anime yeah. story. Yeah, definitely. Because he just played, he just played Final Fantasy or watched some Disney films. Yeah. <clears throat> Riku in a panic flees and stumbles on a brown robed man, the Flasher, in the deep halls of Hollow Bastion. The cloaked figure explains that in order for Riku to succeed, he must give in completely and open his heart to the darkness and it's forges his darkness. own <laughs> and forges his own keyblade, or makes a shiv, as we call it in real life. Using Shack the heart of the sick <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toothbrush handle with a with a yeah. razor attached to it. <laughs> Using the hearts of six princesses of heart. Using the hearts of the six princesses of heart gathered thus far. Don't know what that means. Let's keep moving. Sora arrives and Riku explains that Kiri's heart is trapped within Sora. What? How did it get in there? (laughs) That he will use his keyblade to open Sora's heart and take it. So that Riku can open the door to darkness to find Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, use his fucking knife to open his heart. Yeah, are you alright mate? You've got to open your fucking heart. Kiri's in there. No, Kiri's at home asleep. What the fuck? I, I don't think really know been... what's going on with this story. A bit weird. Just well, try and look at the real story. What's happening there? Clearly, Riku's maybe taken some of Donald's steads and some of Gooby's alcohol, and has lost the plot. Made a fucking cocktail. Yeah, he's made a shit mix, and now he's off. <laughs> he's off his fucking rocker. <laughs> shit he's mix off his <laughs> steads, heroin, cider, and tobacco. Yeah, he's off his fucking head. <clears throat> Sora manages to defeat Handsome Riku. Handsome right Riku. On. Handsome Riku. Riku reveals he is no longer Riku, but Handsome, the Seeker of Darkness. What? Did you just... What? Did you wear a disguise? I don't understand what's going on. How does this work? Man, this game's crazy. Sora manages to defeat Handsome Riku, but then decides to use Riku's Keyblade on himself to free Kiri's heart. Fucking hell. Kiri awakens just in time to see Sora vanish and turn into a heartless. So, Kiri wakes up at home, walks outside the door and sees Sora kill himself, essentially? Fortunately, Kiri is still able to call Sora's heart back from the darkness and return him to normal. Oh, perform CPR on him. Yeah. Put pressure on the wound. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Call an ambulance. <laughs> he thinks he's turned into a into a heartless or whatever or something. Now all that's left is for Sora, Donald, and Goofy to travel to the end of all worlds. 
<clears throat> oh, the town limits, and face off against Ansiminov at one final time. They defeat him at the gates of what they believe is Kingdom Hearts. But it's actually the door to the Realm of Darkness, aka the local subway that goes under the main road. I think it's more like when you say to the the, the edge of the town, it'd be more like a retail park there, not in the edge of town. <laughs> yes, it? it's outside of Argos. <laughs> <laughs> People in Curry's watching on the other side, like, fuck, don't go out there, it looks rough. There they find Riku and Mickey, who help close the door and seal it once and for all. So Mickey finally got off his ass then. Fucking hell, I'll fucking deal with it. Can't trust fucking none of you. Kiri and Sora share a final goodbye as the worlds consumed by darkness begin to rebuild themselves, and Sora, Donald and Goofy depart once more to find Riku and King Mickey. And that's the plot of the game, Kingdom Hearts. So, that's the first one, yeah. So... Reading between the lines, it's about some kids on a local estate who fall in with a drug, a chain-smoking gang leader, a steroid-abusing sailor, and an alcoholic, whatever the fuck Goofy is. Self-proclaimed uh, king, by the way. Yeah, yeah. King of fucking, the estate. Ego much. He's like, what's his name from Shameless? <laughs> the king of the... Yeah, the Gallagher. Um, yeah, the Gallagher's. Yeah, that's no, right. not the Gallagher's, the other ones. The guy with the big beard and the long hair. That's who Mickey Mouse is like. Brian Gallagher, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they get into some fights. Someone gets stabbed. And at the end, they have a fight in the retail park. But obviously, through Sora's mind, it's much more epic and combines Disney and Final Fantasy. So, what do we think of that? Well, like interesting, that? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Makes sense when you yeah. explain it more. When you put it when yeah. you, like, the real... Um, Where we see real what really story, happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So the question is, do you want to keep looking at the first Kingdom Hearts because there's a lot more, a lot more story on my way. We don't have that much time. Um, I can summarise what I, the the first hour of what I played on the uh, Kingdom Hearts one and two, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with your wet cock as the song goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I downloaded the one point five and two point five remaster thing, whatever's on Game Pass. Yeah. And there's seven different fucking games on there. Yeah, there's a lot. And some are released which one. on certain yeah. platforms. Well, I don't even know. I just went for the top one, which is 1.5 or something. Yeah, I think it's the first one, but rejiggled a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, fuck me. It's no idea what was fucking happening. It just throws you in at the deep end. But it starts you off with a fucking weird Euro pop techno music fucking video. Um <laughs> I like it already. And it's just some bloke on in some waves, and he keeps falling through the waves, and then he lands on another beach, and he keeps falling through some more waves, and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on. Here's um, a question for you, Stu. Before you get too deeply into your description of the gameplay, what's your background with ARPGs and BJRPGs and C, Japanese culture and gaming? Uh, probably Pokemon's the limit of Japanese-ness. Fair enough. So that that's just a set of benchmark for the listeners <laughs> as to where about your heads at with this. <laughs> a JRPG wise, a, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really played them. Yeah. I mean, what about you, Ryan? Um, no, I'd say not not many. I haven't played many at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've played a lot of the Final Fantasies between I'd say four and ten. And then went off them big time around about 12 and 13. And I played a couple of the other classics like Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. I have really enjoyed them, but I don't like a lot of the modern ones. Mm. 
But that's, um, that's my experience. Maybe Onimusha, that's probably Onimusha? one I've played. Samanuski? 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 I never played Kingdom Hearts because, I don't know, I, I had trouble reconciling with the Disney aspect. Intensely quite anime, though. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's got anime sort of over, over like themes, hasn't it, I suppose? It's not a bloke in a weird trench coat. He doesn't fit into... The <laughs> ninja. Yeah, it's a guy in a leather jacket. It was a bit weird. Leather jacket with the buckles on it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's a JRPG RPG trope: buckles and belts. Everyone has to wear buckles and belts in JRPGs now. For example, the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Just very quickly, show. I'm sorry to derail you, but it's quite a funny observation. There's a boss in the original Final Fantasy VII where you face off against Rufus Shinra, who's the head of the Shinra Corporation. He's a baddie man. And he's wearing a white suit and he's got a sawn off shotgun. He's pretty cool. He's a cool looking guy. He's, he's been he's designed well. In the remake, he's got a white suit which has got lots of belts and buckles on it, for reasons. And instead of a sawn off shotgun, he's got this like laser gun that's all modular. And it's like, why? He was just cool as a guy with the suit with a shotgun. Why why do you have to over design everything? But anyway, that's my rant over. Thank you for listening. Stu, get take us back to your gameplay experience. Yeah, so this big fucking wave thing like washes over him and he like falls through blackness. But he's not wet, so who knows what this water was. Um, yeah, then you get a nice look at his big giant fucking huge shoes. <laughs> like even bigger than a clown's shoes. Is it crusty? But then there's like this it's weird. Like it's like this weird <laughs> moment where there's like loads of doves like flying off, and I thought I was watching John Woo. Yes, like watching Hard Boiled or something. Yeah, just loads of doves flying around, and it's like spinning around. And it's like, oh fuck, that's going to make me decent, like John Woo film. <laughs> fuck out, it's um, hard target. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like all this talking, and um, and then there's just singing, and then that all stops when you land on some stained glass window of like Snow White, and it all talking's changed to text now. Okay, yeah. Um, and you have to choose like these different weapons. There's like um, basically like sticks with like a star on the end, which was like magic. Then Ooh. there was a sword, which was described as um, the Mickey Mouse sword of terrible destruction. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I chose that one. I didn't look at the rest of them. Mickey Mouse sword of destruction. Is that just terrible, like a katana? Dis- terrible destruction. Is it just? Is it like a replica katana he's got that he just terrorizes people with? No, it's just like a blue foam sword or something. It looked like. What I mean in real life? <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be Baseball one of those like mall ninja swords that he has in real life. <laughs> mall ninja. What a description! I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of them, aren't you? Right, a mall ninja katana. I have too. Yeah, I have. I've got some. My dad found in the skip. <laughs> I've also no, got. You've got. They're, they're kind of real ones, right? He's got like a proper mole ninja one, like a matte black blade with like a. Oh, yeah. Weird handle thing. Yeah, I got it from my, a shop uh, in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah I bought a big machete. You see, you see my Gladius I got years ago. Yeah. In the middle of my uh, Spartacus obsession. Like, Why are we flexing it. blades on people now? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> no, we're these fucking YouTube people, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah. Doing that um teleports behind you thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yoshimitsu on Tekken. Nothing personal, kid. Yeah. Nothing personal. 
<laughs> All right, where are we up to? Carry on, Stu, carry on. Yeah, so I've still got no idea what's happening at this point, apart from I've got a big blue foam sword. Um, and then you have to, like, whack these, like, black blob creature things. Okay. Um, and then it's, like, some... Um, you go through, like, this door that appears... Um, and then you're in a treehouse and there's some people waiting for you and you have to speak to each of them and they ask you stuff like, what are you doing here? Or what are you scared of? And all this shit. I do some weird personality test with them. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then you wake up and it was all a dream. Ah. Yeah. Um, and now they're, they're talking about they need to escape and they need to build a raft uh, to escape. <laughs> But there's like fucking boats on the beach, so I don't understand why they need to build a fucking raft. There's team builder exercise. Team builder exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. So you have to get some blue barrels and tie them together with some sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a team a, building yeah, exercise. They, they talk about this fucking weird fruit thing that grows on this island. And it sounds very, very rapey. So Ooh. whoever, whoever eats from it and then shares it with somebody else their their souls get tied together for eternity it sounds like um it sounds like a rainbow kiss yeah it does sound like a rainbow kiss so they make a raft to go across the brook to do a rainbow kiss in the bushes (laughs) just reading between the lines this is what's happening in real life here isn't it yeah then there's a jump cut to um to donald just out of nowhere like, um, what's his face? RKO out of nowhere. Um, yeah, and it's just <laughs> Donald Duck having a fucking meltdown like he does. Yeah, because of the steads. <laughs> I've got... Oh, yeah, and then there's fucking Pluto's there, but he's got hands. What? Yeah, Pluto's what? got hands for some reason now. Pluto doesn't have hands. <laughs> not paws, he's got actual hands on his front it's like feet. That, it's like that pig in Family Guy. It's not... Kadoosh. What's <laughs> that pig got fists? Kadoosh. Yeah, exactly. Is that dog? Is that dog got fists? Oink. <laughs> okay, so carry on, Stu. So then it jumps back again. Um, I think I think the, the the bit that was there was Mickey's missing, so Donald has a meltdown. He finds Goofy, who's having a snooze in a garden, like he does the lazy bastard, like a fucking waster. He's obviously on a bench somewhere out yeah. next to a. F- yeah, outside of fucking offy. This fucking limp dick out. Where someone's had to go at it overnight. <laughs> classic tramp. Classic tramp, like one shoe on and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, like an old-fashioned hobo. Yeah, yeah. His dick flopped out on the side, and then like three bottles of like white lightning around him. People walking past the kids going, "Don't look over there, children! Don't look over there!" Like blinkering them with the hands and walking them past quick. Yeah. And then police. Um. And then he's like, you have to keep it a secret that Mickey's missing for some reason. And then he turns around and the local chavs would kick off big time if anybody. Yeah. And then he turns around and Daisy and uh, Minnie have heard overheard him saying that Mickey's missing. I'm pretty sure they'd notice anyway. No, they're fucking wasted on that. Yeah. So then it cuts back to. Um, I saw it or whatever the fucking face is um, and they're going to have a race to get something from somewhere and this the bloke that was in the waves 
who I think probably turns into the bad guy that Riki, or whatever the fuck his name is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's like, all right, we'll have a race. Um, If I win, then I'm going to share the rapey fruit with this girl that you like. Oh, man. And if you win, then you can do it. a rainbow kiss with the girl you fancy. Yeah. So they're fighting over a girl. How chauvinistic is that? Yeah. So then you have to do this fucking race and get something and then come back. And then what happens then? And then he's like, oh, no, I was only joking about the rapey fruit. Um, It's just about if you win, then you can name the boat. And if I win, then I can name the boat. What? I actually hope he was fucking joking about it. Yeah. Um, And then you have to go on a fucking fetching quest. We have to go and find fucking five planks of wood, five fucking... All sorts of weird shit that you don't need to build, like eggs. (laughs) Why the fuck do you need eggs to build a raft? Well, there's a Donald Duck. Couldn't you just use his eggs? No, he's in a different (laughs) land. I don't Hmm. think male ducks produce eggs, right? I think they're anal eggs, aren't they? (laughs) Anal beads. Good thinking, though. Good thinking. Yeah, yeah, so you have to find all this random stuff, like eggs and mushrooms and stuff to build your raft with. Oh, yeah, you need mushrooms, don't you? Mickey wants some magic mushrooms. Yeah. But there's like this weird mechanic where you can climb trees that isn't explained, and I only found it by accident by like bumping into a tree and he started fucking climbing it. Yeah. So then I found an egg on top of a tree for some reason. Okay. Would have been nice to know, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then I got bored of trying to find stuff, so I turned it off. And I thought, well, I'll try Kingdom Hearts 2 then. Yeah. Yeah. So then... You start that, and then you have to sit through a 10-minute fucking video, which I'm assuming is a fucking recap set to oh, Europop techno music again. And I tried to skip yeah, it, you can't. I had to fucking sit through it all. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that um, this that it wasn't a flashback or anything. It was a man having a dream about Sora, but the, the dream is like a TV. So he's dreaming of a TV watching um, a Sora music video. Okay, seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, um, and then you wake up and you're in some place called Twilight Town, and where everyone, all the kids, look like adults and they're all dressed in really edgy clothes, like double camo, like big combats and a camo vest top. Man, um, uh, and everyone, yeah, everyone's dressed all edgy, and somebody's yeah. stolen the and the word so like they've stolen something like silent like the, it's just underscores hmm. so somebody's stolen the underscores and you and stolen the word for underscores whatever the fuck it is let's call it cigarettes yeah cigarettes yeah um <laughs> stolen the cigarettes mickey's not happy where's my fucking backy where was I up to on this pair? I've got notes as undeniable proof, you lamos. Oh, yeah, that's a, some insult. Some guy says, got some undeniable proof that you're lamos. Really? Is it rocket was, power? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Lamos? Oh, there, there. So, yeah, you have to find this fucking edgy fucker with like a big white coat and a beanie. And okay. there's a really cringy like scene where he says something like, what you gonna do, blondie? And this is the guy that's the guy that's in double camo and he just goes <laughs> 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 
So yeah, I think that's just him being angry or something. I don't know why he did that. But you, sounds like if it. you imagine you curl your arms under and then flex, so you curl your yeah. arms and flex, and he went made that noise. That's what he was doing. Uh, the, I've got the question about the man in the coat and the beanie. Yeah, he's not called Snow, is he? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. He had long, like long, long blonde hair. Fairly long, yeah, and he had like a oh. big white beanie. He had a big beanie oh. and a big white coat. I he think was, he's that cunt from Final Fantasy Thirteen. I hated him. A lot him. older than these children. I don't know why he was trying to fight them. <laughs> I guess. But looking past it, he's probably outside of our license off his tits on MDMA or something trying to fight him. Yeah. Give, me, give us your sigs, lad. Yeah, fucking hell, lad. I'm going to Give me your BMX. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you get then you get this keyblade from some uh, I can't remember who gives it you know, but it just appears and you've got a keyblade and you have to beat up some more of these like black sludge black sludge things. Yeah. And then you meet up your mates again, and they want to go to some fucking. They start saying this thing where it's like it's coming to it must be coming to the end of school holidays or something like from school. Yeah. And. Um, they say something cheesy like it's not important how much we see each other but how much we think about each other and then oh, it just nice. goes straight from that sentence into let's go to the beach let's go to the beach beach yeah. like that and my note was let's go to the beach says the cunt with the matching pants and shoes <laughs> matching pants and shoes yeah and then at the same point I noticed that the the main guy has chaps he's wearing chaps Oh, hello. Assless. Yeah. And then there's like, this big, like massive, long story. fucking talking sequence about how they need to get to the fucking beach and how they can buy fucking uh, waffles and shit and they need money to get there. And the ticket to the beach is 900 money, spelled M-U-N-N-Y. <laughs> or you can build a raft. No! No more raft building. And then you have to go and do odd jobs to get the money um, so yeah. they can go... Money! To- to get extra money to spend on pretzels, of course. So like, yeah. you go, so we need some spending money. It's like, what are we spending money on? Pretzels, of course. Heroin, of course. And a fucking melon costs two hundred, two thousand money. Wow, the economy. Fucking a melon. Bit weird. Yeah. Been, I mean, it must be imported. Brexit. I mean, it's nine hundred. <clears throat> I mean, I think it was eight hundred for them to get to the beach on a train, and it's two thousand for a fucking melon. It's because it's Brexit, Stu. You can't get them through the ports anywhere. No. This was actually this game was a visionary thing. This is this is the future post Brexit. Yeah, and then uh, this is the part where I got bored and turned it off. Is where you have to do odd jobs, and one of the odd jobs was you have to whack a fucking like it's like a cart with a big brown sack on it. And you okay. have to hit it up the hill into a garage. Okay. And apparently it didn't do it fast enough, so I had to keep doing it. So I was like, well, you know what, fuck you, game. <laughs> I've had enough of this now. <laughs> You've absorbed yourself in Kingdom Hearts quite enough for one day. Yeah. Maybe one lifetime for you, Stu. Yeah, I think so. Well, you've been very brave. You played it for us. And that's your experience. I mean, what do you think, Ryan? Have you got anything you want to go over for Kingdom Hearts? It doesn't sound like my cup of tea at all. Yeah, it sounds a bit of a mishmash weird things like yeah let's build a raft but there's boats there <laughs> yeah like this logic takes a back seat sometimes shall we so you've got to push the cart up the hill but no you have to hit it 
exactly. I mean, I suppose we should maybe look at a bit of the background of this uh, this game. Do we know anything about how it was developed? Oh, nice anything segue. like that? Yeah, man. Boom. I got that. that shot a quick googe in Google and got some uh, production and development info for you. Shot a googe everywhere. Shot a googe. Yeah. I like that. That's all right. Yeah. So the um, the initial idea for Kingdom Hearts was um, a discussion between uh, Shinji Hashimoto and Hironobu Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi is the big Final Fantasy guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking about um, Super Mario 64. Apparently, they were planning to make a game with the freedom of movement in three dimensions like it. But um, they wanted something, some way to obviously compete with Mario. And then that's when they decided they should try Disney. Like, and there's obviously the the memo there, can't even speak. Have the uh, characters from from Dizzy in it because everyone think because everyone knows them, don't they? Basically, well, it's a good to idea. Contend with uh, with Super Mario. I like the thinking there. You know, get get Mickey and his uh, Empire of Criminals on board. The sky's the limit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And of course, Tetsuya Nomura was there. Like, I'll do it. I can put tons of belts and buckles into this. It'll be fantastic. Jack and he wears lots of belts yeah. and buckles himself. He might do, yeah. He might dress like them characters. Well, he don't know, do you? I mean, you hear his massive shoes down the corridor at Square HQ. So, oh, here comes bloody Tetsuya again. You hear his belts and buckles are jangling. So, for fuck's sake, he's here. <laughs> yeah. So the um, apparently, he, yeah. Well, he overheard the conversation, volunteered to lead the project, and there was a chance meeting between them and a Disney executive in an elevator, which sounds dodgy. He does. Fucking hell. <laughs> hey uh, but apparently they shared a building back then. Did they? Yeah. Square and Disney shared a building. In in Japan, yeah. Oh, it's Just very convenient, really isn't it? Very convenient. Yeah, it's all set up. Convenient. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The, so the production team consisted of over 100 members from both Square and Disney Interactive. And began develop development in uh, February um, two thousand. Okay. Yeah, and um, it was focused more on a gameplay with a simple story to appeal to Disney's target age range. The kiddie winks. Something yeah. simple about that fucking story. Well, that's why you'll see here. So the executive producer Hironobu Sakaguchi told. The director, um, Tets, was it Tetsuya? Nomura, bloody Nomura. Yeah, the game would be a failure if it did not aim for the same level as the Final Fantasy series. So that's why they developed the story further and making you build yacht, build their fucking rafts and stuff. <laughs> I mean, if it's like Final Fantasy, then the last boss is probably a god. I thought that's how JRPGs escalate. He goes from, oh no, my town might be in trouble to, oh shit, we have to fight God. That's to be the uh, the escalation in your classic Final Fantasy game. But the uh, the gamble definitely paid off, though, didn't it? Because the um, had positive reviews and 
reviews and sales figures during the first two months of its North American release. It was in the top three Ooh. highest selling video games. Yeah, it's and, sold very well, hasn't it? Yeah, among the top selling um, titles during the 2002 Christmas and holiday season. At the end of April 2003, Square announced that Kingdom Hearts had sold its millionth copy in the United States and over three million worldwide. Bloody hell. Yeah. So, yeah, they've done very well, really, haven't they? Uh, yeah, broke I mean, let's four, face it. We... Four million worldwide by July 2006. Mm, okay. Earning uh, 100 million in the. Uh, <coughs> so, where's it? 100 million in the United to... States. Bloody hellfire. 32 million copies worldwide as of 2019. That's a lot, man. I know, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, done quite well, to be honest. Uh, I think clearly yeah, as of a, def- a lot of people have more patience than Stu. As of <laughs> December 2006, 5.6 million copies worldwide were sold. Fucking hell. As of 2019, as of, as of 2019... 32 million copies of the Kingdom's Hearts series have been sold. That's fucking mad, isn't it, really? I know, Stuart's one of their numbers as well now. Oh. He is, Stuart's, Stuart's helped. I mean, here's the thing, right? We Sure, we've taken the mick a bit, and we, we've had a bit of a laugh, we've joshed around, but ultimately, this game made bank. Yeah, it's definitely, if, if the Disney weren't a part of it, yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be a little bit too JRPG for me. And this is coming from the guy that's played most of the Final Fantasy games. But it's just a little bit too, uh, like, Mickey Mouse and Sephiroth meeting each other and stuff. It's just a bit crazy for me. It's a bit yeah. of my wheelhouse. That's what everyone I mean, wants see... it, though, isn't it? Because you get to play with Disney characters and stuff. That's yeah. his main selling point, isn't it? Yeah. Get to run around with Woody and Buzz. Well, I'll run around with a Woody and get a Buzz. <laughs> with a woody and a vibrator so oh my god that's the most puerile joke I think we've made all episode that's fantastic I mean when it comes down to it end of the day is this game worth playing retrospectively what do we think that's not for me but <laughs> yeah, well, it's, game uh, pass, it's always worth a go isn't it but yeah, it's a lot of it. game to get into <laughs> Yeah, I'd say if you've got the time, and if you like your JRPGs and you like your Disney, I don't think you can go wrong, can you, really? A lot no, of the people we spoke to about it on Twitter were big fans of it and had a lot a lot of positive things to say. So, clearly, us three thick boys at Shark Select maybe just haven't, just couldn't break through the barrier of the giant shoes. Yeah, raft building and actually just living on a grim northern housing estate, living in a metaphor. Rapey fruit as well doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, well, Rainbow Kiss that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Rainbow Kiss, yeah. Riku basically said, "When I get, if I get to Ireland first, I'm going to do a Rainbow Kiss with your missus." I'm like, "Fucking hell, mate! I can't do that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> if I can get to co-op before you, I might do a Rainbow Kiss." Oh, mate, down back of the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tacos. mate, my fucking mum works there. <laughs> Go down to Echoes and slag. do a rainbow kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your mum's a fucking slag, mate. Oh, fuck off, lad. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anything else you want to add about Kingdom Hearts or are we all happy? I'm always happy, me. Oh, I know you are. I can tell by the joy in your voice. I'd be happy today, if right? I... What? Hmm? 
Not heard much from Ryan today. He's just been handsome in the background. Yeah, yeah. Takes a lot of that. He's trying to find his keyblade. It's between your knuckles, Ryan. I'm, try- yeah, I'm trying to work <laughs> it out. The whole uh... <laughs> Ryan's got a big board with like pictures and red cord between them all, <laughs> trying to work out the plot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. He's just pacing back and forth with a cigarette in his hand, like I don't get it. <laughs> so let's save Ryan from Kingdom Hearts now and move on to a part of the podcast which, over the years has become the fans' favourite, where me and Stu, the potato-faced boys of the podcast, step aside and let our true shining handsome star Ryan regale us with Ryan's surprise. Sound yeah, good? Jingle. Ooh, you want to go back to jingles, do you? Hmm. Jingles. Um, no, I've not got one, sorry. So this comes from our uh, good friend of the podcast, uh, Dave Cooper, at deluxe underscore man. Everyone loves Dave Cooper. He sent this through to me. Um, And it's a website you've probably heard of. You might have done. Electricliterature.com. It's all about reading and stuff. And uh, they've compiled a page together about bad sex in fiction. Oh, what a fantastic subject. Yeah, so there's a few snippets from different books and some really awkward sex scenes written in it, so I'm gonna write I'm gonna read them out to you. Put it on the sexiest possible, please. Uh T Cara Madden, author of Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls is the is the book. Okay. And uh, this is the paragraph here. So Georgia used to knock my rocks in the Oregon theatre. On the big screen, porno girls squeaked like rubber pool toys on the hot, (laughs) balmy, iridescent summer days of my youth. Vibrant beach balls buoyant in chlorinated water, which, come to think of it, remind me of Georgia's breasts in her (laughs) contempo casuals halter top. And the one, the one she wore the first time she dove down into the cave, into the cave of me, like a spelunking <laughs> girl in the descent. <laughs> my, my ankles around the sea of her neck, hooked all the way round, the tectonic edging of that O. Oh, that's right. Okay. What the What's with these metaphors? <laughs> that's how that's that's how it was before I opined opined out about retirement plans and shared and shared sorry and <laughs> opined about retirement plans and the shared family sofa and she screwed off like chill like you're ruining it but before before that we had days in the AC of the Oregon theatre sprawled out in in the roped off couples section. Everyone jealous. No one was jealous. The squelch of George's desire as she snapped the nylon harness around my hips, saying, This doesn't this doesn't exactly even fit. The tip of my silicon dick dipped in cornstarch for what? better friction and quality assurance. See, I had her once, had love, 
had a lover, had a glistening purpose right in my lap. The way she called me daddy before the theatre sh shuddered. Before the theatre shuttered last year. An artisanal tea shop now. Where the <laughs> building once stood. Where my slick candied destiny once lived before melting like a cheap lawn chair. Come to think of it, the pool toys always had bite marks in them. If you got any of that. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was a collection of bad metaphors, which I could just about figure out they were trying to talk about sex. But, I mean, sometimes I worry that I'm not a very good writer, and then I hear shit like that, and I'm like, oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. fucking George R.R. <laughs> Martin. What the fuck was any of that? Is that actually a published book? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Bring back Megatron and fucking Starscream porn. That's, that was better written. Seriously, that got me right in the glosses. <laughs> what the fuck was that? If you want to know what a glosses is, then you need to uh, tune into the drip tray. Which is our Patreon-only content, y'all. More about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Join our Patreon. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, Ryan, thanks for finding that. That was actually really funny. It's alright, that wasn't it? Yeah, that's like someone getting a bit carried away with the old metaphors. Just tell the tell the fucking story, mate. Like going on about the squelching cave of your sex, <laughs> like the descent, like the descent. That's got fucking monsters in it. Are you saying she's got a monstrous vagina? Yeah, she's going, going spelunking like that woman from the descent. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking grim. When he. Dipped a dildo in cornflour worried me a bit as well. <laughs> That's not what you do. Well, you get a yeast infection from that. That's how you, very much how you'd get a yeast infection. I mean, health tip on Chart Select here, everyone. Don't use that as a sex aid. <laughs> Don't use flour as lube. Yeah, canister is expensive, and flour has the opposite effect. I suppose. Presumably. <laughs> uh, hmm. But yeah, that was fucking odd um, which fits in with the theme of Ryan's surprise find something odd every week that's it yeah so now how about we tell the listeners about um, our recent adventures whilst they've been away because um, after last series when we stood up to the wizards and tried to run away we've actually managed to get some advances haven't we guys oh yeah yeah our, our captors for the last two years masters Fenrig Cumrag and Wizard yeah, they may have they may have recaptured us, but they've agreed to some terms. We're going to Cockwarts School for Privileged Wizards. So uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. we're going, or we we have been, and this is a flashback. Well, exactly. I mean, just to muddy the timeline a bit, we say we're going. We have we have actually been with there already. Um, we're there now. Yeah, we're there now. We're in the common room um, <clears throat> where we're all sat, just shooting the breeze, shooting the, the heel, shit. shooting the shit. Yeah, shooting the shit. Talking to uh, Neville Sexybottom, whatever he's doing at the moment. Uh, so how about we kind of play back on the crystal ball for the listeners how we got it, our first day here. Still down for it. There's a magical school where wizards are in their Shot select our training to be the wizards we all need. 
Is it just me or was getting this train to Cutwalk's place hard work? Would rather have stayed in that shed at this rate. Yeah, having to catch a train by running headfirst into your Rhino King's cross was a bit weird. Stu, we told you to wait for that guy to stop pissing first. Yeah, I know, I fucking stink now. No wonder we got a cabin on, on the nine and three inches to ourselves. Fair play though, it's a very sexy train. Pink, nice purple boiler play at the front. Cool how the cabin is like two big spheres too. Oh shit, yeah. Looks like um, the wizard's tower, doesn't it? I just hope Fenwick isn't fucking about and we actually get to become wizards. Oh, fuck, here he is. Oh, boys, welcome to Cockwoods, school for privileged and only occasionally evil wizards. Around here, I'm known as Professor Big Dick, or Fenrig if you prefer. Yeah, we'll just stick with Fenrig, then. Yeah, fine, fine, doesn't matter either way to me, no, it's fine. <clears throat> anyway, uh, let me tell you about all the houses here at Cockwoods. We have Slither Inn, the house where we typically put all the cunts. Snufflemuff, nobody cares about them. Analsaw, again, nobody cares. The tertiary to the plot. And Dripping Hall, basically the house where all the heroes go, for some reason. I hope I get to, to uh, slither in. Well, we need to pop the sorting Stetson on then to see where you go, don't we? But first, I must make a speech introducing several characters. Characters? What? I said teachers. Clean your ears out, boy. Greetings, weaklings. I am your headmaster here at Cockwarts, Master Fenwick, aka Professor Big Dick. No pressure. Needless to say, I'm the best one. Joining me on the faculty this year, we have Professor Gape, head of head of potions and a bit of a cunt, really. Not sure why we even employ him, but he has a good contract, you see. Say hi, Professor Gape. No. Very well, very well. The big hairy one is Gagrid. Don't talk to him, he's deeply worrying. He's the groundskeeper, but we'll have him teaching something too before long. Defence against the trash shards will be taught by my two oldest friends, Masters Comrag and Wizards. Say hi, boys. Hello. Hi, boys. <laughs> Very funny, how glib. I'll be helping too, I get bored otherwise. Deputy head is Professor I'm gonna come. She also teaches a class, but I can't remember which. I'm sure it's really dull, to be fair. Oh, fuck off! Anyway, let's get this blow on the chode and bring out the sorting, Stetson. There's loads of you, and I want to nip out to Cuxmeat for a pint and a fight. So let's get to it! Look at that, of course. He's got Master Wizard and Cumbrag jobs here as well. Oh, fuck, who's that big airy guy? Is that the groundskeeper, Gagrid? Okay, I'll keep it down. Oh, fuck's sake, he's coming over. Hello, lads. Nice to meet you. I once stuck an entire umbrella up my Diagon Alley. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh. All right, all right. Fuck off, Gagrid. You homunculus. Settle down, you awful little stereotypes. It's time to announce which house you'll be assigned to. First up, Stew. Get in, here we go. Hey there, my name's Tija, the Sword and Stetson. Stew, eh? Really weird, this one. Dripping whore. Yes, I'm a central character. Winstolf, let's go. I have 200 fucking idiots to go yet. Oh god, please don't put me in Slither in. That Professor Gape is apparently a total cunt. 
He sure is. That son of a bitch gets up to all sorts of weird shit. I once made him make love to a large candle. Dripping whore. Yes. Move up, Stu. And now, the most handsome boy at Cockwarts, Ryan. Hmm, I like being on your head. Why is, why is my hair wet? Uh, dripping whore. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that. I was hoping to uh, slither in so I could uh, make a new podcast with that massively sexy, evil-looking guy over there. My name, you filthy little cumblood, is Drake Bro Fuckboy, and don't you forget it. Oh, I can see he'll be returning character. How dare you! My daddy will hear of this! Quiet! Thank you. Bloody hell, there's still so many to go. Gagrid, take them to their dorms if they've, if they've been done, will you? I can smell their fear and horniness. Very distracting. Ooh, well done. You're a wizard, lads. I'm a what? Thank you for listening to this episode of Shout Select. If you enjoy what we do, then please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or whatever other podcast service you use to help us reach more people, maybe even Cephalopod. Also, join us on Discord, the link is in the description for this and every episode. If you really enjoy what we do and would like to check out our our extra drip tray episodes, consider too extreme for the regular podcast by scholars, then why not join our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash shout select. We also have a Discord group there, which I've just mentioned, so I'll say it again, because I really want you to join it so you can chat with all the other fans and see what grim shit's coming up on the drip tray. Highly recommend it. Finally, you can reach on Twitter and all of the socials, so if you want to suggest content or have a lovely chat, just search for Shout Select Pod. Boom. That's it. End of episode. See you later, fuckers. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Fuck you, subscribe. Bye. Yeah, bye. 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 Yeah, bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Fuck off, man. That's a fucking sick, eh? Goofy. Goofy, go twat him. Go twat him. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, fucking cunts. Alright, that'll do. <laughs>